Hello, everybody, and welcome in to Blitz on the Balcony. This is week two. Uh, we're, we're, we're zooming. And zooming, we're baby. Talking we're zooming. Some, zooming, zooming. Talking some ball. I got uh, TJ uh, with me. I got Nick with me. Hey, guys. Uh, Three-fourths of the Blitz on the Balcony crew. Guys, how are, you, how are you doing? How's the quarantine? It's good. Nick, oh, you got a new background. What's going on? Yeah, I know. We we uh we're, we're set up here at the home studios. Got the uh, the old green screen pumped in. You got the lights on. It's a it's court? a professional environment right now. I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm in I'm in the midst of playing some PGA Tour golf right here. So I got the sweet setup, man. Got the mic here. Everything's good to go. Wow. So you're video gaming while you podcast. Look that at this is, guy over here. That's some multitasking right there. That's, that's right. some multitasking, baby. No, I'm not actually playing right now because I want to be full fully attentive for uh that's okay. For the football hey, if show. you need if you need to hold some birdies by all means don't let us get in the way yeah and, right, and do a full go, you gotta do a full tiger fist bump whenever you do it too yeah i just want to know i Cheers. keep me keep me appraised of your round though <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> keep me keep me appraised of the round <laughs> well i just hit one out of the rough and uh, i'm on my second shot here it's the last hole on day two i'm in contention uh second place right now two back the lead who's in first uh, uh francisco molinari is right now so ah. i'm gonna try to hit let's, let's see how i how I fade this one at the whole Francisco. second shot, and I just sliced the shit out of it. <laughs> That's tough, Nick. You're Sounds under like pressure. Playing golf. I'm under pressure. I'm on Facebook Live, man. If what you don't hell? get at least like eight under in that video game, because I played it before, you 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 suck. Like you literally are the worst at everything. It's well, not we're hard. Fi- we're, we're five under right now, going for eagle. So all right, you know, we're, I, I I won the last tournament twenty two under. So that was that was pretty twenty two under. Are you in rookie mode, Jesus? No. Normal. 22 under. All right. Nice. Normal, well, TJ, man. How, how's the quarantine going for you? It's good, man. Can't complain. Um, you know, I've been doing some work from home, getting some stuff done. Um, obviously, rather be outside and in the world, but, uh, yeah. you know, I'd, for having to be home, I've been able to keep myself busy, put some content out for uh, for the day job and for Brews a little bit here and there. So yeah, you interviewed Pierre Desir, yeah, front of the show. Yeah, put, him, uh, put that one out on Monday, and he talked about his signing with the Jets and um, talked about, you know, his time with the Colts and how it's a business and, you know, obviously no hard feelings because it's just part of the thing. So it was good. It was a good conversation. You know, what's tough is the fact that, uh, Tali who won our football league, he got the Jersey for, uh, being the second really overall winner. Cause TJ won the whole thing for our pick on BOTB league. And he decided to get a Pierre Desir, you know, friend of the show, Lindenwood guy, Colts jersey. Oh, that sucks. This year immediately gets released like what, a couple two weeks ago. He just like signed an extension and then just, too. Yeah. Yeah, like just signed with the after. Jets. So signs with the Jets, yeah. Two days after he got released by the Colts. But uh Tali, your jersey from Wuhan, China is sitting in our studio. <laughs> ready to go. You know, There's nothing you know you what's crazy? You know what's crazy? Not actually from is, Wuhan, it's from Peiching. I think the uh the Colts then signed Xavier Rhodes. And I'd have to look at like their grades and whatnot. But with as bad as Xavier Rhodes played this past year, you can't tell me they, that's a downgrade. Yeah, over Pierre this year. Well, I mean, you never know, like with with contract situations and that kind of thing. I don't. Do you know if it was a contract they, issue? I, I mean, they gave him an extension, so maybe they didn't feel comfortable paying him what they were paying him. And he right. didn't have as good a year in 2019, but it's not like he was bad. He had, he had the most interceptions of his career, though. He had three. I mean, yeah, I mean, he he did fine. I, it's not like he was a liability on defense at all, like Xavier Rhodes was this past season. He was garbage, right? So, uh, yeah, I didn't quite get that one. Obviously, little bias. I mean, I'm not. I didn't graduate from Lindenwood like TJ, but 
I work for Lindenwood now, and I like seeing the Lindenwood guys do well. So screw the Colts. Line up. Is that what you guys say over there? Line up. No, we don't no, say line not. up. Well, it's no. one roar. No, we don't hear say them line roar. Up. Not not hear them roar. No, it's we don't say roar. that either. Hashtag one roar. Hashtag, Hashtag one roar. Hashtag one. That's right. Hey, thanks for checking out the content, dickhead. <laughs> hey, no, no problem. I don't ever watch your videos. No, just kidding. That's tough. I knew right, what it boys. was. So I as as fun as this has been, I got uh, some good stuff to talk about with you guys today. We got a free agency update. We're going to talk about some trades that went down. We're pretty much through the the free agency saga and the player movement. But I want to talk a little bit about some updates, some late stuff that happened, and then talk about kind of draft philosophy we're going to shift from kind of the free agency to the draft that's coming up still at the end of april they haven't moved the draft date as of yet and uh found some found some cool stuff online that i wanted to share a belichick kind of scouting uh book about how he kind of builds his team uh thought we could go through that that was really fascinating to me and then talk about kind of your guys opinions on drafting certain positions when to draft certain guys and uh what you think the right value is, but I want to start with uh, Darius Slay. He gets traded from the Detroit Lions to the Philadelphia Eagles. And TJ, I'm really interested to see your thoughts on this because it was a contract issue. He wanted more money. The Lions weren't going to extend him or give him a bump. The Eagles obviously had the need at corner, and so they acquire him. I'm not sure what the Lions got in compensation. I know it wasn't a first round. Pick, it was like a fourth, third, or fourth. I think I forgot. It was. So what? What do you think about that? I mean, to Darius Slay, I think he'd be hard pressed to name five corners better than him. Yeah, the thing is, I don't know what the Lions have been doing the last three years. You know, when uh, when they traded Golden Tate a couple years ago for literally nothing, I was kind of like, okay, what what's the next step here? Because they don't have any any path they're on. I mean, I don't know what they are going to do because they just don't have any receivers for Stafford. And I know the guy gets hurt literally every other year, but I, I don't know. I, I've, I've, I've scratched my head on a lot of their decisions and the same thing with Slay. It sounded like he wanted out. So they didn't even want to try to, to keep him around and, and have a possibly bad clubhouse situation. But I don't know. I mean, in my opinion, I guess they just want a fresh, a fresh start. I think they're teetering on either going for it and doing something or total rebuild, which they're obviously more on side of rebuild. But you sign Jamie Collins, you get some of these guys from the Patriots that have still played really well, and they seem like they want to try, but at the same time, they make trades like this that, to me, don't make any yeah. sense. But I think Patricia probably is a guy, he's a locker room guy, where he's like, all right, well, if this guy wants out and we he's not going to resign and he's going to play fine, but we'll get him for maybe a year. Let's see what we can get out of him. Again, you get a third or fourth round pick, like whatever, but at least you you get him out of town. So I don't know. I think it was more that Slay wanted out and, and they obliged. So Yeah, it sounded like a personality thing to me. Like he, Slay wanted out. He wasn't getting along with Patricia, wanted a raise. Well, he's playing Lions on the, weren't gonna give it to him. Playing so, on the Lions and they suck. Take so, it easy, you know. Nick. That's <laughs> uh similar to the Stefan Diggs situation. But yeah, I mean it's just I mean, I've been critical of Patricia and that entire regime pretty vocally this past fall uh, it's again you give away a blue chip player for uh pennies on the dollar if you think about what byron jones signed for and then think about what the eagles they had to give up a mid-round pick to get slay and they signed him for a fraction of the cost it's just uh and i, I don't think anybody would tell you that byron jones has been a better nfl player 
than Darius Slay over the course of his career. He's outstanding. Uh, so I, I don't understand what's going on there. They are under a ton of pressure, it seems. Bob Quinn, the general manager, and Matt Patricia are both going to be uh, on their ass next next year if they don't get it together, it seems. Yeah. Martha Ford made a comment it, it, when they were going to retain them. But uh, I don't know why then you trade one of your best players when you're basically uh, playing for your job next year. They were on the hot seat last year, much less this year. And so if they, yeah, like you said, if they can't figure it out this year, they're out of there. And if that takes trading away, getting rid of one of their best players, then it's a tough decision to make. But sometimes even you're seeing it and with other teams across the league too, you know, getting rid of their best players, even though, you know, because they may no longer be a good fit on that team, it might seem stupid to the fan base, but you know, well, yeah, you're, you're getting rid of one of the best corners in the game, but you have to move forward at some point, and it's it's about a team effort, not just a single player, uh, even if they're one of the best in the league. Yeah, it's, it certainly is interesting. Like, I know the Bears signed Robert Quinn, and they're a team where it's like it's, a lot of the stuff that they're doing that hasn't made a lot of sense. And so, a lot of it still doesn't. Like, the Jimmy Graham signing, like, what the what the hell are they doing? And then they bring in Nick Foles. They're still hanging on the old the Jimmy offense. Graham. I don't know why so many yeah. teams do that. They just hang on and the old Jimmy Graham. He and they're was hang- awful and, for Green Bay. Oh yeah, and they're, ha- and they're hanging on to the old, uh, the old Nick Foles too. I mean, who just had mm-hmm. one, had the good year with Philadelphia, and then of course injuries have kind of hampered him. But yeah, I, I'm interested. Honestly, you meant, mentioned Green Bay uh, to see what Jay Sternberger does this year. Now yeah. that Jimmy Graham's out of there, Jay Sternberger. I hope they start last year. I, I hope so too, because I drafted him in my dynasty league and. He's a good tight end. Here we go. Nick's the best. He up. drafted him a long time ago. He knew everything. I'm telling you, blah, man. Blah, blah, blah. I am a talent evaluator. When we go, when we look at the draft, the I fuck? evaluate talent, and I know where to take them. <laughs> you do not know shit. There you go. You do not know shit. Stop it. Stop Drew, it. Drew, Drew Locke's stock right, fall. Drew Locke does not count because he went to Mizzou, and it's the only reason you talk about him. Literally Drew the only Locke's reason. St- Drew Locke's stock fell in the regular draft, and then I got unless he fell in our uh, dynasty draft, and I got him in the third or fourth round. Congratulations, Nick! You picked a Mizzou guy. Why did which you take Sternberger? Anyway. I took uh, Sternberger in the fifth. Yeah, I mean, you must have taken him pretty late. Yeah, but it sounds like they're going to give him a shot. I was, I thought it was all smoke and mirrors when the Packers were said to be targeting Austin Hooper or maybe acquiring a tight end in free agency or via trade, and. I'm glad they didn't sign anybody because they spent a third round pick on the guy. You're just going to have him ride the bench for his entire rookie deal. I think it's time for him to kind of get some, get, get some playing time. So it sounds like they're going to ride out with him, but uh, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, back to the point that you made about the scheme fit where I was going with the bears before we got lost in the Jimmy Graham saga was they signed Robert Quinn and it's, it, doesn't make sense to the fans always, but they're switching to a 4-3 under Pagano now that Vic Fangio is the head coach in Denver, so they wanted to get another hand-in-the-dirt defensive end. If you think about Khalil Mack, who played with his hand in the dirt in a 4-3 in Oakland before he came to Chicago, they uh, they needed another one of those guys. So I, And especially coming off the season he had in Dallas, really good signing by Chicago. And so it's a, it's a nice illustration of, it, it might not always make sense at the front, at the forefront, 
but if you search a little bit deeper, possibly it could. I just don't see where in this Lions situation it really does. I don't see how Dude, this helps them at all. It doesn't at all. And that's the same thing I said about Golden Tate. I mean, it just it was it was stupid because it doesn't help you for the present. It obviously doesn't help you for the future because they didn't get much out of them. Why not stay around? I mean, contract issue or not, like you don't get anything out of the trade, so you can't make a bullshit excuse and say, "Oh, it's because of yeah. the contract situation." Okay, who cares? Like, let him play the season out, and then or make give the him decision. a raise. Or like, has he raise. not earned that? If you're trading for a, a late round pick, like, who gives a shit? Like, I don't know. I just and then he could always change his mind. I mean, like, it's probably wrong, but you've seen bad teams before make a couple draft picks and get a, a free agent, and all of a sudden they win nine oh, games yeah. instead of four. And then, Colts are a good example, right? And then maybe he's like, okay, well, we're getting a little better. We'll stick around, but. There's no reason to say, oh, well, we got to freak out and get a fourth or fifth round pick out of him. Like, he's an all pro cornerback. There's no reason yeah. to do that, you know? So, my question to you then, TJ, is I, I, I know you've been teetering. Are you out on Patricia and Quinn? I'm getting there. Um, you warned me about this about two years ago. <laughs> you, you've been on the fire. What has Matt Patricia done to, sh to tell you that you should still be in on it? He's, what has he done? He's he's done nothing. It's the fact that he was the Patriots D coordinator and, and they won a shit ton of Super Bowls and he, he was exciting. Now it's that that uh, honeymoon period is over. It's way over. But for some reason, I was carried on with it for longer than I should have been. And uh, that's that. I mean, I I, I don't think Patricia has it but I think he's gonna get a longer leash because he's Matt Patricia because of his past and because he's had uh some success with the Patriots and unfortunately so do you that just think doesn't if, help do you think if he finishes third or fourth in the division again this year there's a possibility they keep him no no, no I'm saying like no I think chance. he's on the hot seat I'm just saying I think he's made it this long yeah because of who he is you know? I I agree I thought they I I was actually pretty shocked they didn't uh fire both him and the GM at the end of the the 2019 season uh well uh moving on then if, is is there any other deals that you guys heard about am i skipping anything i don't think so it was pretty quiet the last not, not uh, too much yeah it's been week. pretty quiet we, we had the official release of cam newton but that i think that we covered that in last week's show he is so, now he is now i did see an update um per per the sources on the internet that he is now the favorite in los angeles or, or his, los angeles is his fate is his uh, destination with the best odds at like minus one fifty, uh, I think, at okay. this moment. So, good call by good call by myself. Sense. Yeah, it makes some sense. I just and I was listening to something last week around the time this happened. Do you see one team in the NFL that would name any of these guys out there that are have been starting quarterbacks, proven starting quarterbacks that have had success? Andy Dalton, Cam Newton, and Jameis Winston, a little less proven. But still, like, number one, guys, I don't feel like there's any of the 32 teams in the league that are ready to bring in either of the three and call them well, a starter. Well, I, I think one thing you got to look at is uh, some of this stuff is going to wait until after the draft happens and the movement in the draft and where where teams uh, end up taking those quarterbacks, obviously Joe mm -hmm. Burrow, Tua, uh, and, a, and a couple other guys. And really it's going to determine – after we determine their landing spots, we'll then determine probably the landing spots for some of those – other sure. 1B, 1C quarterbacks like Jameis, who, who yeah, if you have, if you're a situation like Los Angeles, who is sitting at the number six pick and has an opportunity to get Tua there, then, you know, you're probably going to wait and see if mm -hmm. Tua falls to you or if you make a deal to move up in the draft and, and draft him before you go after a guy like Jameis or Cam, both of which who, yes, have proven themselves as prototypical 
uh, starting quarterbacks in the league, but are both injury prone or in Jameis's case has as many interceptions as he did touchdowns in 2019. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, I, I think, and obviously uh, the draft plays a huge factor in it. It's just very interesting to me that a guy that won the MVP of the league, was it 2015, 2016 for Cam 15. Yeah. For Cam. Yeah. 2015. I I think not that, that, not that long ago. And I'm not his biggest fan, but guy can't find a job. It's, it's kind of crazy. And he could be even when, when it's all said and done, Chargers are taking a QB. Dolphins are taking a QB. Bengals are taking a QB. Patriots might. Colts might. You know, but uh, there's not many landing spots for these guys. One I did 2015, hear. I saw a rumor, by the way, that Cam was uh, in Foxborough. So I saw that on Twitter. And, and that would make some sense that the the, Pat, the Pats kick, some tire, kick the tires on him. I don't I don't see how Bill would I feel really like you, want Cam because yeah. of how he is now. I think if he were more of the runner i just don't i think that those those running days like the 2015 cam is gone and he's not coming back yeah yeah that's true i don't know um i just i have a tough time like you said of, of a former mvp and i know he's had injury issues and people say his shoulder shot which is probably true i mean he's gotten more sol- shoulder surgeries than you can count and he's just been just making weird mistakes you know and uh when you come off a season that you didn't play much at all and then you have to run a franchise that has won multiple Super Bowls for one of the best coaches of all time. Belichick probably doesn't want him, but he's looking at it like, what else are my options? Because and, go, sorry, go no, ahead. I was saying because in my opinion, I think that he really thought Brady would resign. I really do. I think the Patriots were blindsided by this. Not saying they're freaking out yet because it's still a system. I still think they'll find a guy that will at least make them a nine, ten win team this year for sure. Yeah. But I think that they expected Brady to sign. And when he did not go to the Patriots, now they're like, well, fuck. <laughs> Let's go look and, at Cam. Z- Let's go look at these guys. And Zook brought up the good point last week about the physicals and and with things being shut down, not being able to work out these quarterbacks, you know, they're, they're still hesitant. You know, they don't have to make a decision right, right. now at who's going to be their starting quarterback come week one. They have plenty of time to figure that out or bring those guys in. I think, you know, if they are in communication, if, if Cam is in communication with the Patriots, they're just saying, Hey, you know, keep your workouts up, stay healthy. And then when the time comes, we can get you in here, do a physical, get a workout in. But until we, we see that, I don't think we'll see any movement on these QBs currently in the league landing at any uh any specific team. Cody uh yeah. Cody Kessler just got cut today so big time name there <laughs> big time cut yeah big time cut yeah I think That's you're right Nick. I, it, think, I think a lot of this is gonna have to wait till after the draft uh yeah. because I mean maybe a team gets pimped maybe the Chargers don't get their guy and they're left out in the cold without a QB and that makes a lot of sense uh it, these these free agents I mean Andy Dalton couldn't do this but Cam could just wait for somebody to go down in training camp or something wait yeah. for a need to arise and then sign. Uh, it's just it's it's tough on the flip side to sign Cam because when you take away his rushing ability, which I mean at this stage of his career isn't probably all that effective, and you're going to get him beat up. He's going to get injured again. He's a marginal quarterback at best because his throwing ability isn't what set him apart. It was his his size and his ability to rush the football from the quarterback position. But I did hear one landing spot for a guy because I, I don't I think Cam, like with his personality, he's not gonna just sign up to be the backup. It's not gonna happen. No way. He'd rather stay a free agent. But a guy that I think has zero leverage right now is Jameis Winston. 
and I heard Pittsburgh as a landing spot for him. And I think that makes a lot, a lot of sense when you think about how uh, Big Ben has been injured. I think we're just assuming it's going to be a foregone conclusion that Big Ben will be ready to play this fall. And I don't think that's necessarily going to be the case. Have you seen him lately? He looks like he lives yeah. in, he's like a mountain man. <laughs> he's got a beard yeah. like down to his chest. And he said he would not shave until he played again. Pittsburgh Santa. Jesus. He really does. He, it looks scary. Like, how is that guy still a professional? You athlete? don't recover from injuries at his age as as well as you do when you're, you know, 23, 24, 25 That's... years old. So <laughs> I think that Pittsburgh's going to explore bringing in an experienced backup. And uh, when you think about how uh, progressive Pittsburgh's been as an organization, I think they'd be more willing to look past uh, the flaws that Jameis has had in his college career off the field and look past the 30 interception season that he had on the field this past fall and feel like they can kind of rein him in a little bit. He's he's certainly better than what they have on the roster, right? 30 interceptions or not, he's yeah. way better than Mason Rudolph or Duck Hodges. So I, I thought that was interesting. Uh, kind, I honestly don't really see a, a better fit for him around the league. The other team that I think – uh, before we move on from this, that could end up signing one of these guys was the Jacksonville Jags, who have Gardner. But I don't. I mean, I don't know if they're in love with Gardner. They did. Uh, they are Minshew Mania, baby. I they, fucking they shaved my Foles. my beard for this. I think. And, that's, and I know yeah. Nick that you're you follow the Jags. Like, what's the temperature around it? Would they bring in a guy like Dalton or Cam? I mean, I don't think they'll bring a guy like Cam in there. Dalton maybe could be more of a, a, a potential because they're going to give Minshew every opportunity to lead that team so as they're his looking own. at it like it's Minshew's job now. Yeah, because he got he got some time playing time there uh, when Foles went down with injury. And then, you know, he kind of – it was, again, it was a similar situation to some of the other rookie QBs in the league, Haskins, Locke, um, Jones, where they the teams didn't want them – to those rookies to be their starter that year. They want him to be the starter the following right. year. Just get some get, get some games in. Just get some reps in. And now in year two is really when you're investing in making that turn. Okay, this guy is now going to be our starting quarterback. And there was an opportunity there. I mean, Foles, yes. He, Minshew probably had to get thrown in a little bit earlier on in the season, whereas some of the other guys, like Haskins, locked in play until later in the season – and that's probably what they preferred to would have preferred to line him up for, you know, get more understanding of that playbook because yeah, he did get a little bit exposed. Whereas, and so did Haskins, but I mean, and Jones and Locke played a little bit better. Kyler, of course, starting right off, right off the bat played pretty decently as he made his way through the season, but they saw an opportunity there. You know, Foles isn't a long-term guy. Foles is a career backup quarterback. In my opinion, he's never going to be the number one guy. If he had a shot to do it, it was going to be in Philadelphia after leading that team to the Super Bowl. but he wasn't going to be able to get that opportunity because of Carson Wentz and what they invested in him. And so Foles is bouncing around all these different teams. And I think Jacksonville wasn't going to give him that opportunity that he can get with somewhere else. And that's why they decided to get rid of him. Um, and I think they got a fifth round pick, if I'm not mistaken, off of uh, the Foles deal to oh, Chicago. I can't remember. It was a late one. So, I, are you guys still shocked that they went after Nick Foles when you see the quarterback still available? Like I was, yeah. I thought Cam Newton was going to be a uh, Chicago Bear. Yeah, I just I don't understand Nagy's offense with Nick Foles. I, I, you know, I, I think and I, think, I agree with Zook though. I think it's to put pressure on Trubisky. I don't think it is. It is. For Foles it is. To take and, over, and, you know? and had they put, had they went and signed Cam, they are basically saying Cam Newton is going to be their starting quarterback because there's no way you can sign Cam Newton and then 
after what he's done, MVP yeah, in 2015, we like you mentioned. About, right? He's yeah. not going to sign on to be the two. He, he's not going to be signed on the team. He's not going to do that. His agent knows that. His, his, his team knows that. And so if you're bringing Cam in there, you're basically saying, Trubisky, sorry, you're done. And the Chicago Bears aren't ready to give up on Trubisky yet because uh, of what they've invested in him. And when mm-hmm. you do that more than any other position at quarterback, you're going to give your guy every opportunity to succeed. And that's what they're doing by bringing Foles in there. It's just a little bit of pressure on Trubisky, but it's saying, hey, we're bringing in a guy. This is no just Joe Blow uh, backup. We're bringing in a guy that's going to take your spot if you do not perform because we think yeah. this guy who had won a Super Bowl uh, has the potential to be a starting quarterback, but it's not a guy. Nick Foles camp isn't saying, hey, I need to start. They, they know he's coming off injury and he needs a chance to prove himself and that's going to be that's going to start at a backup position Nick Nick real quick your, your background is sketching me out bottom <laughs> left it's like flickering like a motherfucker oh my <laughs> just, gosh. just try to mess with it a little bit it, it's all good but look so, look sorry I had to get that out no yeah it's okay I noticed it too <laughs> um yeah so the Foles connection uh, he has the connection with Nagy from their time I think in Philadelphia. Uh, so that's, I guess that's where the fit was, but he doesn't fit what the bears are running now. And I think like, like you and I, TJ have talked about it's to, to basically let Trubisky know your time is getting short here. I think 20s make or break for Mitch Trubisky. And here's how I see this scenario playing out. Trubisky is going to get the job out of camp. They're going to give him one last shot. And when he inevitably doesn't really perform all that well, by about week six or eight, they're going to put Nick Foles into the starting lineup, and then he's going to be the starter, and they'll move off of Mitch completely. Yeah, I think that's what they're setting themselves up to do here. But I've I've heard different people say, "Oh, well, well they expect Foles to be the starter," and it, man, I, I don't I don't think that's going to be the case. I, I really don't. Bears but, uh, fans are are got to be so pissed because this is yeah. the time. This is a Super Bowl caliber defense they have, and their absolutely. offense is just dog shit. It's just absolute crap. So I. Yep. I feel bad. I mean, I'm a Lions fan, but I still root for good teams, and like I, I'd like to see the Bears as a football mind get better because it's obvious that I don't think Mitch is the guy. I mean, the people have no, been saying not. Mitch isn't the guy, and they keep giving him all these opportunities. Well, now Nagy's bringing in Foles, and Foles has won a Super Bowl, but besides injuries, he's been uh, hit or miss besides the rest of his career. So, And, and think about I mean, this, TJ. Has he ever been successful outside the city of Philadelphia? For the Rams, no. Not really. For the Jags, no. Yeah, that's that's a good point. That's a good point. So, it's a it's a relationship that worked out for him. So maybe moving yeah. on wouldn't wouldn't do anything for him. I, that's a good point. I don't know. And I I don't love the signing or I don't love the trade because again I think I'd rather if I was the Bears rather see a Cam Newton or a Jameis Winston there before Nick Foles. I mean that to mm-hmm. me I know Jameis is a walking interception, but he still threw three, 30 touchdown passes. I mean, if you get him under the right coaching staff, maybe he yeah. does do all right. I think it's just harder to sell up top. If you bring it, if you bring in Cam Newton or Jameis, they kind of have to start. Whereas yeah. you can kind of sell fools being the backup a little bit to the fan base and to ownership a little easier, but we can move on here unless you guys have anything else for free agency. No, the, I, I was uh, going to bring up something real quick. I think I already talked yeah, go about ahead. it. Like it, it's total out of the dark. My brother and me were talking about it. I think I might have even said it two weeks ago. But uh, in my opinion, with the whole Lions situation going on, the fact that just the dumbass moves they're making, I, I wouldn't hate the fact of them trading Stafford right now because he's a wasted commodity in Detroit. I'll say yes, it. but I think the because I wondered the same thing. Why has Stafford not been? 
been moved and them going in a different direction at the quarterback. But they said, I think it was because it is the contract and, and the money, the money owed they on won them. Yeah, here, we, we did talk about this a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to pull it up. On it my was, it was, here. it was like a crazy deal where he has a where, dead where, cap hit. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Where any team taking him that's, on. That's with, what you said, with, Zook. That's right. That's right. Yeah. But, but it, I mean, here's the thing the Jags ate a pretty big dead cap hit on Foles too. And so if you were going to decide, hey, let's go full rebuild, we can get potentially multiple first-round picks for Stafford. Maybe Maybe that's a little strong. They They could get a first-round pick for him. They could, but you're seeing they're in a different spot than Jacksonville is, where Detroit, yes, they get rid of Slay. They think you're moving one of their best players. They're still – they can do a – maybe not a whole entire rebuild, but more of just a tweak – and it's a big tweak getting rid of one of your best cornerbacks versus where Jacksonville's at trading your best player in Jalen Ramsey and then making a couple other moves. I think got rid of some defensive linemen. They're more of in a full rebuild move. Right. Full rebuild and, and, the, and the management isn't aligning with where the team's at. And that's why the, the trade hasn't happened. But in the contract situation too. But what I'm saying, I guess, is you could, if, if you're going to just tank anyways – the con- the team on the field and obviously the contracts don't matter because you don't give a shit about who's on the right, team. Right, right. So you're, if you trade Stafford and try to... to get even like a high round pick, I still think he's a great commodity. I don't know how much trade value he had he, because he, he is getting well, older and not, he gets hurt. So not now because everybody's got their guy. But right. uh, yeah, there's not and, a lot of it's know, not, not a lot of teams. Need, it's tough need for free agent quarterbacks right now. Yeah, I agree, and it's yes, tough for yes. quarterbacks that would want to get traded because. But Stafford is know. in a different league than everybody we've talked about today. Yeah. So let me hear. I'm on oh, spot track re- right now. Real quick, Joe Sal talking out of his ass says Chase Daniel better than Matt Stafford. Yeah. All right. I agree. I agree. Okay. I, I mean, stirring Chase, the pot. He's Chase just Daniel. Stirring the Chase pot. Daniel. If you're talking, is a Mizzou guy. Nick, knock it I mean, off. Better SEC Mizzou. quarter. There is no S- reason that Chase better Daniel's SEC. better than Stafford because he went to Mizzou. Get out of better here. Better SEC quarterback. Matt Stafford went to Georgia. Washed up. Uh, yeah. I mean, well, like I said, he had Calvin Johnson, the best, one of the best wide receivers, the best wide receiver. Dude in the was league. double and, and triple team. Like, and, what else are you gonna do when you don't have another receiver? I mean, get be more accurate with your passes. All right, was, that's hear. why Johnson was so good. Don't even start this with me. Come on. Be, accurate. Be more accurate with your passes. He All had right. plenty of good wide receivers. Just could not get it done. I'm sorry, Zook. No, it's it's okay. It's okay. Uh, here is the dead cap number for Stafford. Uh, this is on Spot Track. I know we don't give any free ads, but this is uh, a fantastic website for like sports finances and contracts and stuff that I know little about, and it helps you understand it. So... 2020, his dead cap hit is $32 million. $32 million. Yeah, 2021, it's $19 million. Mother. So your potential out could be in 2021, 30 yeah. where uh, you could cut him for a $19 million cap hit. And I think the uh, salary cap is right around $200 million. So if you think about that, that is a significant, significant hit. Yeah, you could not trade him and field a, a good football. That, team. That's a good point, and that's that's something I think a lot of people don't think about. So that's why Zook is the man. That's why he runs the football stuff because he knows <laughs> all that true. shit. You know, but, hey, but for real, the, the but, regular but you fans could do it if that. you wanted. If you wanted to tank, if you wanted to start over, you, you get a let's say you get a new head coach in there. You you could you could dump him and TJ. We might just be a year ahead of this conversation because the potential out is 2021. The 19 million cap hit is like almost half of what it's going to be right now. Yeah. So you get a new first year head coach in, 
you, your idea, I mean, you let, let's be real. And I'm not trying to be mean. Probably going to finish last in the division again. Yes. Yeah, they Absolutely. Another high draft pick. Shut the fuck up, Nick. It's one of the best divisions in football. Sucks. It's not. It's not. Yes, it it's is. Not. It's Get not. out of here. Yes, it is. It's not. So, Min- so get... Minnesota had a couple good years. It's Green Bay's division. Get over so in theory, you're you're firing the, the GM. You're firing the coach. You Bears get suck. new guys in up top. You you could trade Stafford's deal, take eat the dead cap hit, have your new regime draft the guy of the future, and potentially start over with some capital. The thing so, is, though, uh, if you have him for another year, year or two, to me, trading Slay and trading some of your weapons doesn't make any sense. That's that's what I don't get. Is your you either have to be okay with wasting Stafford, and I get the cap hit part of it, but now you know, okay, because of the cap hit, we're probably at least gonna have him for a year. So why are you trading mm-hmm. away people? Like Stafford, your offense franchise is guy. so good right now. The I know, is so good. and they're, they're done it without Golden Tate. And Golden Tate was our top receiver for a long time, but yeah. now they have Marvin up. Jones and Kenny Galladay. Galladay they have yeah. Yeah. Johnson. Yeah, it's a good offense. It is, and the thing is, Stafford they got have hurt a shitty last year. Quarterback. That they did not. That's just not true. Just yeah, not a shitty true. quarterback. I don't know. Kenny, I, Kenny, Kenny Galladay though is one of the most underrated players in the league, in my opinion. He, he, to me, is a, is, is up there as, as a top ten, top five wide receiver potentially down, down the line along those Mike Evans, Deion, you baby. Just, just, I mean, when you look at the rest of the league and the wide receivers, I mean, what he did last year was yeah, he's ooh, great. Damn, talk about, I mean. Tough, tough bid trying to replace Calvin Johnson from a few years back, but like he's, he is, he is doing his job. He's a, so far. He's, he's a beast, and Marvin Jones is that his helps nickname? him too. Yeah, one of the best one-two punches in, in the league for sure at wide receiver. Let's Just got to get that line to be able to protect the quarterback. Joe though. Sal, uh, Big Pat's guy, says NFC South best division, and it's only because of TB12. So is he? Is he not a? He's a Brady guy, not a. Patriots guy? Uh, he's probably a Pats guy, but he's probably uh, he, also a Brady, a yeah, Brady guy by proxy. The, 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 yeah, the Patriots fans are like, like I said, even though TB12 is now in Tampa Bay, Patriots fans on Sunday are going to be watching New England's game, and they're going to watch all of Tampa Bay's games. As long as Tampa Bay doesn't win a Super Bowl, they're going to root for Brady. Yeah, I agree with that. If it's Brady against the Patriots ever, then it's the Pats. But if anybody right. else, it's yeah. Brady. The true Bostonians will ride or die. Pass. Did you see Chris Godwin change his number so Brady obviously could have 12? I did oh, did he? Yeah. He, went to, yeah. he went to 14. I saw that. Chris Godwin, to. another underrated wide receiver out there. I underrated? Mean, Chris that, Godwin's like the, one of the best receivers in the league. Yeah, this year. he before Prior to this year, he was – Oh, yeah, he was, but he was on an up and up. He he blew up this year, yeah. But yeah, I mean, but okay. prior to prior to this year, nobody knew who he was. Where but I drafted him, I drafted him in fantasy. Though, hey so Nick, congratulations on drafting another guy. Great job. Do you go to, do you go to Georgia, Nick? I I, I spot talent. Uh, yes, I believe so. I Godwin. think because I'm pretty sure he destroyed Mizzou when he played. Let me put up the old Google yeah, machine. All right, so let's move on to the draft philosophy while TJ looks up where Godwin went to school. Penn State. Uh, Penn State University. Where, he did go to Penn State. I, I wanted Got to it say, before you. I'm I tr- wanted to say that, but I thought I was wrong. Went I thought to, we tra- talked about this. Middletown to, High School. So Thank you for the high school. There's that. I'm trying to figure out which Georgia wide receiver that's new they to had, They that. had a Godwin or a Goodwin that uh, went there. That was that was decent. What Georgia wide Terry, receiver Terry is Terry Godwin? I think that was his name. I don't know. What what Georgia wide receiver that's in the league now is really good. Like, Ridley? Calvin Ridley. Uh, uh, Dad, uh, yep, that's who it is. It's Calvin Ridley. I keep thinking Julio because Calvin, of Atlanta, no, but he well, played for Cal- Calvin Ridley went to Bama. Yeah, yeah, no, Calvin went to Bama. That's right. Riley yeah. Ridley went to Georgia. 
So I'm what a... top receiver for? Oh, it's AJ Green, but he's been hurt forever. No, no NFL. George. I don't think they've really had anybody to be honest. <sighs> AJ Green they, was like the last. They had oh, jo- oh. they had Javon Wims a couple the, years. They ago. had Gurley. They had No. Sean Moreno at running. Yeah, their running back factory. I'll, I'll yeah. find it. I'll find it. So, uh, in terms of drafting and in terms of building your team, there's a lot of talk out there right now with the draft coming up of well, do you take this position here? Do you draft for need? Do you just take who you think is going to be the best NFL pro? Uh, I'm interested to hear what you guys kind of think in your opinion on this because it's a different school of thought and everybody goes about it a little bit differently, how they see the value. So specifically, where do you guys see the value at in terms of drafting and draft picks? Do you think draft picks aren't all that important like the Rams it was it was value me- the draft picks go ahead Nick it was Michael Hardman by the way Kansas Michael Hardman. he went to Georgia yeah he, really? he, destro- he destroyed Mizzou um no yeah I mean in, t- in terms of looking at the NFL draft I think it's it, it's all a need-based thing you know you know you I can obviously look at a draft like this where the quarterback Tua and Joe Burrow everybody's talking about where they where they will go but I mean, you if if you're in Cincinnati's shoes, honestly, they're taking Joe Burrow at number one because they need a quarterback, right? But if you were looking at it from a pure talent perspective, it's gonna be, it's got to be Chase Young, and you know what he was able to do at Ohio State, he's far and above the best player in the NFL draft at any position, quarterback included. And but it's always the, always a situation base where you know. Cincinnati could use a player like Chase Young, but they just need a, a Joe Burrow more. So I think it's really it's it's very position based and less player based um, when you're looking at the draft because well, offensive linemen too go early all the time, and championships are built on the O line and the D line, and they should be the most highly regarded position. But not everybody likes them because they're not a sexy you know uh, a sexy position. Well, think about this too. It's the same way like you're saying, Nick. You know, there's people out there that want to go to Cincinnati games to not watch Chase Young make a sack. They want to watch Joe Burrow throw touchdown passes. So right. as much as Cincinnati, you know, if they say, oh, we'd want to DN more, or they're, they're drafting Joe Burrow. But the reason, if they're on teetering between a top-end defensive end and a top-end QB who they think is going to be like their guy for five to ten years, you take the QB every time because of the fact that it's also a business. You need to get fans and their asses in the seats paying those beard money, paying for hot dogs. They need to be there and, and buy tickets. So yeah. Joe Burrow's and, way sexier than a, a Chase Young pick. And you, you know, you look at, but I mean, you look at like what San Francisco did. They take Nick Bosa with their uh, top pick. Yeah, and that's true. yeah, they, they went with Jimmy G who missed a year because of injury, but coming from new England, you know, they went a different route to get their quarterback who, Yes, he was in the league, but hadn't really played too much, but had learned a lot. And so they were able to, take that route to get Jimmy G out of New England and bring him over to San Francisco without having to do that in the draft. And then bam, they get their defensive player in the draft with that defensive end pick sack machine. And they literally go from a couple of a couple of free agency moves, go from a shitty team a couple of years ago to a Super Bowl team this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, edge has all edge and offensive line have always, and of course, quarterback. It's quarterback and edge, and then after that, it's it's the line uh, have always been regarded as the most important positions. But I'm just, I'm curious to see uh, your guys kind of take on like like. There's a lot of people out there that straight up wouldn't touch a running back in the first round. 
Like, yeah. are, are you, do you guys fall in that camp? Do you just think the value's uh, not there? Is the career too short? No, because. Or does it have to be somebody like Saquon? Would you not touch one in the top 10? No. Like, where do you guys fall in that argument? It, it depends on the, the the type of talent they have. I mean, it's the same way with, with running backs in the past. I mean, how many first-round running backs can you remember that have been total just dogs? It never happens. Us, they're yeah. always pretty good. Like, they're always pretty talented, if not superstars, especially you got Zeke as of late. You knew he was going to be good. I didn't think he'd be this good but he's a stud Lev Bell I mean you have guys all the way up and down Lev Bell was not a first round pick what am I talking about he's a second or third round pick, yeah he was second or third so you have running backs in the past that have figured it out and if you take a, a running back top 10 like you knew Saquon Barkley because of his build if he stayed healthy he was going to be a stud you take the chance but if there's a guy you're teetering on Gurley's another one that was a good one in the first round you you knew those guys were going to be pretty talented if they stayed healthy that's the whole point but mm-hmm. There's not a lot of running backs I can remember that were taken first round that just completely sucked, like that were brutal, brutal. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it, it's it's an interesting thing because it always depends on the draft, right? Because this year we're going to have a really wide receiver-heavy draft, and so maybe you can wait and not draft a wide receiver in the first round. Maybe you can wait till later rounds. And, and same thing goes for a position like running back. There's a, there's a lot of guys that can establish themselves, even if they're not the best back coming out of college I mean Georgia had those th- three of them and Gurley Michelle and uh and who's the one I'm missing Chubb. and Chubb thank you and who, Swift yeah yeah I mean they're they were running back and they were all playing in the same offense at the same mm-hmm. time and so Swift wasn't there when all three of those guys were gone yeah you, you can have a lot of you know you can have a running back that maybe isn't the top the best guy he's not going to be the Saquon that had all the attention on him all year in college and then you know, had all the attention in, in the draft or Zeke, but you can be a guy that can learn and develop once you, maybe if you're a fourth, fifth, sixth rounder and become a premier back, maybe not in the league, but for the team. And and you can't really say the same thing with all those positions. I mean, a tight end position, uh, I mean, you know, that's one where you're going to want to get the best guy if he's available because the position isn't as deep. And if you're looking at should have got college. one last year if you wanted one. Yep. Right, yep. exactly. And and that's a time when you're like, okay, last year you're saying there's a lot of tight ends here. Maybe we can wait a little bit. So it, it depends year after year. But, again, it's built on the line. And if you have the opportunity to get the best offensive lineman versus waiting until the fourth round to get an offensive lineman, that can be the difference between a Super Bowl right there or your quarterback tearing his ACL uh, in, in when, the, uh, when the season comes time. So now that we've kind of, we've kind of talked about, I guess, the, the philosophy. So let's talk about the players that are going to be in this upcoming draft a little bit. And we'll just touch on it, just a, this very surface level, and then we'll, we'll get you guys out of here uh, to enjoy the rest of your week. But I uh, have been watching all these guys. I'm going to plan on doing a lot of content for uh, Brews and for Blitz uh, in the upcoming month leading up to the draft. We'll have to do something cool for the draft. Yeah, maybe a live stream and try to get you hooked up with a live stream, kind of maybe breaking down the Yeah, it's a bummer with the virus. We could all hang out and watch it together. Yeah. It doesn't sound like that's going to happen. So uh, I I, I put out my – who I believe are are the top ten players in this draft. I just want to run through them real quick. I don't know your level of familiarity with the guys this week. Uh, TJ, I know that you're calling games on Saturdays. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're, we're, sometimes, we're sometimes busy. If it wasn't for PFF, I wouldn't have watched much college football this year. Yeah, but, and uh, that's the thing is, like, I love college football, but I just haven't had a chance to follow it because, again, yeah. like you said, calling games at the same times as these other ones, you know? 
So I'll run through these names real quickly here and uh, then give me some other guys that you've seen this season that you think stand out and are going to be some good pros. Uh, I have for, from one, one to 10 here, Jeffrey Okuda, cornerback, Ohio State, Chase Young, Edge, Ohio State, Tua Tagovailoa, quarterback, Alabama, Jerry Judy, wide receiver, Alabama, Isaiah Simmons, linebacker, Clemson, Derek Brown, D-tackle, Auburn, CeeDee Lamb, wideout, Oklahoma, Joe Burrow, quarterback, LSU, offensive tackle, Tristan Wirfs, Iowa, tackle, Mekhi Becton, uh, Louisville. So that's kind of my top 10. Uh, I'm interested to see how you guys view that, that top end of the draft. Who do you want your team to take? Uh, who do you think is going to just crush it at the next level? Who, who who can you not wait to pick in fantasy? That sort of thing. You know. Yeah, I mean, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 you got it. Okay. Uh, I think when you're looking at the wide receiver position between CeeDee Lamb and then um, looking at the the LSU wide receivers, I think what Jerry Judy. Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson. And then who's the other one from LSU? The other, they only have one in the draft this year. Jamar Chase will probably be the best thought, wide out in the draft. Isn't Thaddeus Moss going, though, too? Yeah, he's tight end. He's yeah, a tight yeah, end. Yeah, but is he going a first round, you think, or is he a – No, no. No, he, he's, he's not as good as, as people th- think he is. But, I mean, from a player standpoint, I'm really excited to watch C.D. Lamb play. I think he could be the best wide receiver in the draft. Him, Justin Jefferson, and Jerry Judy – are all three guys that I'm going to be targeting in my dynasty uh, mm-hmm. dynasty league early on in the first round. But it's going to be interesting to see kind of where some of those guys land. It is uh, – That affects where – like for fantasy purposes, that yeah. absolutely affects their value. Yeah. Yeah, for, it, it, it really does. I mean, the, the, the pro draft affects fantasy drafts big time because it just shows where, where teams evaluate players versus where a fantasy coach per se – uh, evaluates a player and follow the, the longer that the harder they fall in the draft means the harder they fall and come fantasy time too. And that's where you can look at and check out a value on a guy. CD lamb yeah. is going to be, you know, well, or sometimes, I mean, it could be the opposite, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it could be. They could like go. If you get CD lamb on a team with a shitty offense and a shitty quarterback, you're not yeah. going to want to take. Well, it. And, and that's, and that's why fantasy drafts, you know, especially for our dynasty where we only draft rookies, uh, it we obviously don't do it until the actual draft happens because yeah, CD Lamb, a great wide receiver playing at Oklahoma and having um, Jalen Hurts throw to him could be very different than playing in the NFL on a shitty team and having a shitty quarterback thrown to him, and that that could kill his value. And so, I think that's something we're gonna be interesting to see where some of these guys land. But really, the wide receiver position, I'm most excited to watch. Joe Burrow. I mean, I think he, he seemed like he'd be going number one to Cincinnati, but like talking about hand size here, you know, smaller <laughs> hand. I mean, you never know. Is Tua the better guy? Is the Tua is more injury prone? Where are yeah. they going to land? I think if but he I, didn't have the injury, he'd have a chance to go number one. I really do. But Tua, I, yeah, yeah. Tua was the consensus QB one uh, before the injury. Well, and in, in, on. In, in, I have him ahead of Joe, but do. but don't discount really? what Jordan what Jordan Love and Justin Herbert both can do too. I mean, those guys are yeah. are quarterbacks that aren't getting a lot of love because Burrow and Tua are getting all the attention. So that could be great for a team that's still looking to draft quarterback and they don't want to try to jump into the first five picks of the draft. Maybe they can wait it out till the first or even the second late first or even second round Zook, to get a quarterback that they still love. Zook, I want your opinion on the Lions. Do you think there's any chance Chase Young will fall to three? No way. I- you don't think because the Redskins could I if they take the, a quarterback or if so, no, they're not going. 
they're not going quarterback. They they got Kyle. They just got Kyle Allen from Carolina, and they have Dwayne Haskins still. I don't think there's any chance that they so another quarterback there. Yeah. So yeah, Nick brings up a point. They're going Chase Young all the way. There was a lot of rumors. There were a lot of rumors about them potentially going quarterback. Oh, maybe they draft Tua. Maybe they start over at the position. Or trade the pick and someone gets Tua in front of the Dolphins, you know? I mean, that that is more more likely. There's no reason they would have made the Kyle Allen move if they felt that they could draft a quarterback at two. And that's why their guy, though. He's not a franchise guy. Nobody's no, nobody the backup to Haskins. He's doing, he's doing the same thing they're doing in Chicago where they, they've already used a first-round pick on Haskins last year. It's too early to tell, even though he looked like shit last year, to say, hey, this guy 100% isn't our guy. We can't go out and waste another first-round pick getting a quarterback that for sure would take the job away and be their number one. But who says you go and get Tua and then he – has the injury and then all of a sudden you just wasted two first round picks and you got a pissed off Dwayne Haskins. No, I agree with it, but it's a business at the same time. If they think they can if they think two is the guy, two is but the But Chase guy. Young is too good to pass up on is what I was saying before about how Chase Young is the number one and there's no reason the only reason Cincinnati's not taking him is because they like Joe Burrow. Yeah, I, I think that there were de- there were definitely rumors about Washington taking a QB. And with the Kyle Allen signing that kind of put the nail in that coffin, so to speak. Because if you let's say they they took Tua or Herbert or whoever at two and let Chase Young slide, they would have Haskins, Allen, and their drafted QB on the roster, and they could only dress two of them. So uh, it, it'd be pretty unlikely for them to do that. But uh, they could, in TJ, you mentioned this, trade out of there. Uh, and the Lions would certainly be within striking distance. Can't imagine it would cost them that much to move up from three to two. Yeah, uh, it would. It could potentially cost them a first round pick, though. Uh, it could potentially cost them twenty twenty one first rounder because you're trading up to get a guy of Chase Young's caliber. So I, I really do think that Washington's just going to stick and pick Chase Young. That's the easy thing to do. Ron Rivera is a defensive guy. Why not get the the Nick Bosa, if you will, of the twenty twenty draft? But I think that sets up the Lions even better because I think the Lions are in a fantastic spot this year to really make some hay because, like you mentioned, there's going to be a team trading up for a QB with the Redskins or with the Lions or with somebody. They're going to want to come up and take Tua. They're going to want to come up and take Herbert. And those two teams are going to be the Dolphins and the Chargers. Both QB needy teams, they draft five and six respectively. So the Lions, who I think really need a corner, Jeff Okuda from Ohio State, should be their guy, their target here, especially after trading Darius Slay. They can slide back to five or six, and they should still be able to get it. Yeah, and yeah. I saw that was the consensus that that's the projection, is that Okuda is going to be a line. So so they, they, could, they could trade back from three to five or six, Get picks. You, you could steal a first rounder in 2021 from the Dolphins or the Chargers rather than trade up and give up one for Chase Young. You could pick up additional picks and still get the guy you were going to take at three. It's like what the 49ers did to the Bears. They were going to take Solomon Thomas at two. The Bears wanted Trubisky so bad, they traded up to two and traded a bunch to get him. And the 49ers still took the player they're going to take anyways. And they just that, picked up additional value. That's the key for some of these uh, shittier teams with a high draft picks is to just remain patient and make moves like we're seeing 
Detroit do with Slay, where it's a precursor of what's going to happen in the draft, and they can still be patient straight away. Their high pick, too, still get their guy and get a cash load of picks al- along with it yeah. and, and really set up for that for that rebuild. And, and, and that's pr- really why we've probably seen and- uh, Detroit not pass up on their uh, – their their front office and Patricia yeah. yet is because they have a plan in place that they say hey this is what we're gonna do and this is how it's gonna go and and really to, to kind of turn things around and, and think about this too if the Lions are to trade back to five or six which I think is the smartest move for them you pick up picks who's really a threat to take Okuda in front of them because if you if you the team trading up is taking a quarterback the Giants are taking a line there's zero chance they take Okuda because they just signed James Bradbury to a pretty expensive deal, and they took a corner in the last year's draft. Corey Ballantyne, actually, out of Washburn, mm-hmm. D2 guy, uh, MIA. Oh, that's right. That's right. I yeah, forgot about so, that. Uh, so they're pretty much set in the secondary. They also picked up Jabril Peppers in the trade with the Browns, so they wouldn't take it. They're drafting four. If you trade back to five with the Dolphins, there you are. There you still got your guy. Let's say even you trade with the Chargers. The Chargers trade up to get two at three. Then the the Giants go O-line. Then it's the Dolphins pick. Well, the Dolphins aren't taking Okuda. They're taking a quarterback. So, so is that the reason to get your guy. Why is the reason the Dolphins would trade up? Because they're afraid of losing Tua? Because like if someone jumps if in front do, of them? If, yeah, if, if they don't trade up, they risk somebody else trading So they're, they're worried if they don't trade up the three that the Chargers or somebody else will yep. hop in a three and, and that'll be it. And that's what happened with uh, the Bears in the Trubisky draft. They were terrified that somebody was going to – they knew the 49ers were shopping the pick, and they were terrified that somebody was going to trade up to two instead of them to get their quarterback. I mean, yeah, that's I understand. Why they gave because, up so much I mean, to shit, get him. all you had left was Patrick Mahomes and, and Watson. Of course you didn't want those two. You had to go get <laughs> Rich Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, had yeah. to. Had to. Hey, God, he just – he 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 is the uh, that Joker pick that was flying around Twitter when that movie released. Yeah. That is that is Ryan Pace's life. Yeah, the, the past couple. I feel of years. I feel shitty for Bears fans for that one. That that yeah. you're over two. I mean, top ten <laughs> picks and you missed but. out. I mean, it's funny to me, but it's <laughs> if oh, I'm it's a Bears hilarious. fan, you got to be fucking just so. Mad. Oh yeah, yeah. It's it has to be maddening the way that they just they, they can never find it. It's Rex Grossman. It's Jay Cutler. I mean, the best guy they ever had was McMahon, who did win him a Super Bowl. Yeah, but uh, and that's kind of what's so fun about draft time though too is the you know the 49ers were trying to drive up the price hey if you don't if you don't give us this for Trubisky we're going to give it to somebody else this team is interested then you have to play that game you have to call their bluff you have to uh pay up if you think that it's legit it's all smoking mirrors yeah Yeah. Yeah. the huge poker game and so I think the Lions though are in a really good spot uh to get some picks and move back we'll see though I mean the that that management hasn't really proven to be all that all that effective. So when we'll in when in when in doubt, bring me in as your pro talent evaluator. I mean, clearly <laughs> yeah, I'm Nick, excellent. Nick could be uh, better than anybody else out there. A lot of football so is there, experience. Is there anybody there. else? Is there anybody else that you guys have an eye on? Yeah, uh, oh, I just lost it. T Higgins from Clemson uh, again, another wide receiver, kind of further down the board. But I mean. That's that could be a steal for a team late in the first round or in, in the second round is w- because of all these other CD Lamb, Jerry Judy's up there at the top that they could be getting good value in. Um, I mean, I look at the offensive linemen too. They, there's, you know, again, they're not as sexy, but I forget who the one you mentioned from all, Iowa is going to be. Uh, will probably be the guy drafted by the Giants, I would think, uh, at their pick. But those guys are are 
the the unsung heroes, the real guys that'll make a different difference, but you won't notice it come game time because they'll just be protecting the quarterback. But that's those are the guys you you want in the trenches. Um, but other than that, yeah, I mean, I think some of the defensive positions will be interested to see at linebacker and at cornerback what some of these guys do. Um, but but should be an exciting draft overall. I'm I'm definitely excited for it. Absolutely. Loaded loaded draft. Yeah, it's it's gonna be fun to see. I mean, like I said, Zook, I haven't had a chance to know a lot of the players because of do your fucking working, homework working on yeah. Saturday. No, that's bro. okay. I didn't, I didn't mean I didn't mean to put you guys on the spot. No, I no, just, no, it's uh, all good. I I wish that's the one downside of working in athletics is that you call I haven't football done, on Saturdays and you miss out yeah. on all the big time games. We typically do our draft analysis after the actual NFL draft happens and then seeing where a lot of these guys land. Because really, I mean, you, you can guesstimate at where they're going to land. And you can look at different teams' needs. Oh, it never plays out. Like and But, think. yeah, I mean, look at all the different mock drafts Todd McShay has. And how often are they actually, you know, that accurate they, they, they are from a from a standpoint for the easy picks but later on in the draft you know beyond the first round no one really knows the teams that are bringing these guys in there for workouts and going to pro days and going to combines it, that's what's really going to be interesting honestly with this draft is that the fact that those fringe guys that didn't get the invite to the nfl combine did not get their chance at their pro day they are potentially going to fall further or go as undrafted free agents. And that's where these talent evaluators from the NFL teams and the scouts and the agents have to do their work and really do their homework because there's going to be some diamonds in the rough to be had. Yes, they have all their tape already on these guys. So you say, well, pro day doesn't really matter all that much, but it's a great opportunity for them to get to know a player and know if they need to pursue him further, bring him into their facilities for workouts and physicals and really put in the time for it. But because some of those guys, they're going to fall through the cracks and it's going to be up to the scouts to really uh, earn their money during this time. Yeah. And, and I've, I know several teams have said if they don't have a medical grade on a guy, they're not drafting yep. them. Can't do it. And can't guys do it. that didn't go to the combine, they can't go in for physicals now. Right. Guys that yep. missed pro days so. too. I mean, because of Corona, yep. I mean, it's, it's a yep. lot of shit going on with that. Yep. So it, so they're going to yeah. lose some opportunities, which will, and there'll be some more probably undrafted guys that come out of this draft than in other years. More players for the XFL. Priority free agents. Yeah. The XFL's flourishing, baby. They'll get some of those undrafted <laughs> guys. Like they'll said. get some of those diamonds in the rough and then they'll get shipped right back to the NFL like a year later. But yep. <laughs> nonetheless, bring them home to St. Louis, baby. Battle Hawks. That's right. Ka-ka! That's right. Ka-ka! Ka-ka! But all right, guys, uh, with that, that'll wrap it up. Uh, thank you guys so much for uh, making us a part of your week. TJ, Nick, thanks for taking time out of your busy lives yeah, to, talk, to talk ball. Uh, we'll be back on next week, and we'll be pumping out these shows every week leading up to the draft here at the end of uh, April. April Fool's Day. Uh, uh-huh, it, is a, it is. I haven't, Fool's. I haven't nobody's heard in, Nobody's in the mood for that I shit. I didn't even it's say any joke. Yeah, no one's doing any good jokes out there. They're nobody's like, in the mood. If you, if you do an April Fool's joke, you're just like an asshole. Yeah, like, you, are, yeah. you are an asshole. Yeah, why the fuck would you say that right now? You know what I mean? We're like, opening yeah. everything up tomorrow. Like, it, it's over. Psych. Yeah. Like, yeah, no one wants that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, Absolutely not. Stay safe. But, too soon. Fans. Too soon. That's right. That's right. But we'll be bringing you uh, good football content uh, th- up leading up to and through the draft. Uh, I, I got some some fun stuff planned that I think uh, the listeners will enjoy. And uh, TJ and Nick are going to help me out and give their spicy hot draft takes too. Oh, so, uh, another reminder, yeah, go do the Flip Cup Challenge. Uh, Flip look- Cup 
That's right. I got. I got to record mine tonight. Look, you got to do yours tonight. I, Go I on Twitter at uh, TJ Weber underscore. I got it on there uh, pinned, so you know what to do. You film yourself doing flip cup five cups. The time starts when you hit record on your video. Time stops when you stop your video. Post it using hashtag flip cup challenge. Tag Bruce on the balcony. Tag me. Tag Nick. Tag Zook. Tag whoever is involved with the program and uh, see if you can beat 37 seconds. I, I'm the first one to do it, and it sucked. There you go. I was terrible. Terrible. I didn't think you were as bad. I think you gave yourself a bad rap on 37, that. 37. The second to last cup, though, took way too it's long. It's five cups. I mean. Yeah, that's true. But it wasn't full. It's like a, you're supposed to put a little bit of, in each. All right. right I got to yeah. go, guys. See ya. All right. Bye, Nick. All righty. Well, we'll sign off. For Nick, for TJ, I'm Zach. Thank you for making us a part of your week, and we'll see you next time.